Hello, and thank you for joining us for the Hatchbend Apostolic Church web broadcast. In our society today, some, and yes, sadly, maybe even most, question the value of preaching in their lives. But we still believe what Paul said in 1 Corinthians chapter 1. In essence, Paul preached that God has chosen the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. And so that's why we still place such a high value on the preached word of God in agreement to the scripture. And so now I'd like to thank you again for joining us for a message from our pastor at Hatchbend Apostolic Church. I'm going to ask you if you will this morning, just going to take a few minutes and uh, I want to read a scripture and I will tell you in advance that I understand the context of this scripture, but I just want to pull a thought from this and I want to leave it with you today in passing. I couldn't add anything really to what has already been said. Uh, we, could, we could certainly walk away right now and realize and feel and agree that we have been in the presence of the Lord and we've had a charge from the Lord today. But I do feel to just drop something in passing here this morning and you can just remain seated as we read 1 Corinthians chapter 13 and verses 11 and 12. The Bible says, when I was a child, I spake as a child. I understood as a child. I thought as a child. But when I became a man, I put away childish things. For now we see through a glass darkly. But then face to face, now I know in part, but then I shall know even as I am known. Probably one of the most uh, celebrated passages of scripture in the book of 1 Corinthians would certainly be the 13th chapter of Corinthians. The book of 1 Corinthians chapter 13 is known by many, it is highlighted or many footnotes talk about this chapter being the love chapter. There's a lot, there's a lot said in 1 Corinthians 13 about love. Paul said though he would speak with eloquent tongues um, educated by man or even he said if I tried to speak uh, like an angel with the voice of an angel but if I don't do that in love then he said his words would just be useless or the scripture says they would be like sounding brass and tinkling cymbal there would be, it would be of no avail if the spirit of love is not what motivates everything that we do Paul throughout the chapter goes into not only descriptions of love but he also talks about examples of love these have not only been quoted all throughout time, but many of them have been made famous almost through the years. Excerpts from this particular chapter hang on walls. Uh, some of them have been used in weddings and or funerals, describing perhaps uh, the individual's lifelong actions or their passions and their affections. However, it almost seems as though that uh, for whatever reason, the apostle Paul had his train of thought interrupted and he just seems to ch change and, and shift his train of thought while he is writing. Paul is writing about love one moment and then he goes into describing himself as a child. Amen. In an overall sense, I think he was speaking of all children, not just himself, but to, to give an example, he said, when I was a child, I spake as a child. Or I had the understanding of a child. I had limitations. My thoughts were like a child. 
And so uh, we can understand that, especially every adult in this house can understand uh, the, the brackets in which Paul is speaking here, to think like a child, to speak like a child, to have the understanding of a child. But then he goes on to this adulthood statement, and in that adulthood statement, he said, but when I became a man, I put away childish things. Now, the reason for that would be pretty simple, and the reason for Paul putting away childish things is much for the same reasons that we put away childish things and that is we had to come to the realization that we live in the real world, the real world where everything is not packaged just like we wanted and life has these dark times and disappointing moments and he understood that everything is not going to be as easy as perhaps I once thought it was. I, I trust even with all of our youth here today that, uh, that they would all have hopes and dreams that they would take with them into their adult life and and so I can tell you that many of those things can be fulfilled and can come true. But we can't be disillusioned when it's not all packaged just like we thought that it was going to be packaged. I mean, we have to be the one that's responsible for our lives. Paul realized that if I'm going to eat, I'm going to have to work. And, and there's some push-pull, some give and take here. And so he had to force himself to understand there are some things I'm going to have to set aside if I'm going to step into the next chapter of my life. The innocence of childhood is a wonderful thing. The scripture even talks about out of the mouth of babes. It's interesting what children can come up with and how insightful they can be. Sometimes we only keep that uh, in the realm or under the heading of, of many times cute things or even silly things, but it's amazing how insightful children can be. They can look at a situation and they may really have an answer to the solution or, or a solution to the problem if we would just lend an ear uh, to that. But there is a day that, that comes when we realize we have to move beyond that. We have to move beyond that. We're gonna be forced to deal with this thing called life. And so as a child, there were things that I didn't understand. As a matter of fact, I can tell you that there are still some things that I don't understand even though I'm no longer a child. There's one thing that I have learned and one thing that has been consistently true. I don't think there would ever be a time in my life I can say that this was not so. I have learned many things in 54 years, but one thing's, one of the things that I have learned and has made and stood the test of time is that I'm not gonna understand everything. That's one thing I figured out. I'm just not going to understand everything. From time to time, I think I gained more knowledge about this or about that, only to learn that, that it, it was fleeting. It was just for a moment. It may have even been situational. I had gained some knowledge about that instance, but now I'm faced with another situation and what I gained from the other one doesn't necessarily apply to this one, so I'm going to have to learn how to trust God again. It's not as though I'm gonna get the answer and now I'm gonna have everything that I need because that answer has become so mystically universal that whatever I face or whatever challenge comes my way, I have this. It's not that way. It's just not that way. Amen. I, I know that, that there are times that, that I've even felt like some of the things I understood complicated the matter. Amen. I, I think I have some things all nailed down and when I hold that and contrast that against maybe what I'm facing at the moment, it seems to complicate that. Paul said, interestingly, he said, we, for now we see through a glass darkly. Some historians 
would would hint that Paul was just using a riddle here. However, most likely Paul was speaking about a mirror or an image, something that would reflect, not mirrors as we know them today, pristine and very, very clear, even sometimes magnified in some instances. A mirror in that day was just little more than polished metal. In this state, it would it would give a reflection, but it wasn't necessarily a clear reflection. It was kind of a dark, contrasting image. In other words, we could just see the reflection, but it would lack the detail. It would lack the ability to just pull it all out. I don't know how many of you may, I'm sure most everyone here owns a mirror, but I'm not sure how many of you may own a magnifying mirror. That's a frightening thing, isn't it? <laughs> and uh, it's one thing to see yourself and quite another thing to see yourself up close and personal. And you see those, all those defects. You see those things that are there and you're, and uh, let's just pass on over that. I'm uh, too many wild looks back at me right now. Amen. So we see that. It's just an image. It doesn't really all make sense. We can just see a little bit. Amen. I, I think in our youth, Perhaps all of us were guilty of thinking that life is just going to be one way. We've kind of got it in our mind. This is what we would like to do, a career path, a companion choice. We think about how we would like for that to be. And then later we come to the realization that that that's probably not going to be that way at all. Maybe there are a few here that thought that when you grew up, you're just going to do exactly like you want to do, only to find out that life is just doesn't come packaged that way. You heard me tell the story several years ago about a pastor friend of mine. His son was just going through a tough time and, and he wanted to join and did join the Marines. And his parents asked him, said, why did you join the Marines? He said, because I was sick of everybody telling me what to do. <laughs> I think he should have talked to some vets before he necessarily made that decision. And man, he could have probably come up with a different, a, a different outcome there. But maybe we think we're going to live in that big house and drive that expensive car and we're going to have the career of our dreams and the list could just go on and on and on. But here's the bottom line. We're just looking at life through a glass darkly. I can't see very far into the future at all. I, we can't see into the future at all, but I can't see around the bend in the road or around the curve. And so I realize day after day, more and more, that I really need you today, Lord. I just absolutely need, the best I have is through a glass darkly and I need the spirit and the power of God to sustain me in this very day that I'm living in. I'm not talking about something mystical that may happen to us on Tuesday or something that we that, that we can't quite figure out on Thursday. I'm talking about needing the Lord to help us today, here and now, right where you sit, right where I stand. We need the help and the hand of the Lord. We find ourselves in the real world facing one mountain after another, one difficulty after another. And many times we have sincerely asked the Lord why. And yet it just seems that that's a question that is often followed by silence. Not always. I know that God has answered some questions for me and God has answered some questions for you, but I can tell you that many times that's a question that's met with silence and sometimes life can leave you speechless. We stand with questions that simply have no answers. I have been preaching in just a couple of more months. I will have been preaching for 35 years 
and have in just a few weeks been pastoring this church for almost 28 years or 28 years in just a few weeks. And yet, after all of those years and after all of the sermons and after all of the hours of study and preparation and all the hours of prayer and days of fasting, I still struggle to grasp some things. There just seems some things far beyond my ability not to just control but to comprehend. And it's in these seasons of struggle that I have found it difficult to get a fresh word from God. I want you to hear me now. It's sometimes in those seasons when we can't quite see far down the road that we find it difficult to hear a fresh voice from the Lord and it's at that intersection of time and life that we have to decide what we are going to do. Amen. I've got to figure out right now just because the Lord didn't come down and just and just marvelously move something out of my way, I have to decide what am I going to do. When I asked God a question and he didn't answer me, when I prayed a prayer and it seemingly has gone unheard. I must ask myself, what will you do now? When Satan tempted Jesus, amen, I found this comforting myself last night and this morning that when Satan tempted Jesus, when he had come out of the wilderness after 40 days of fasting and prayer, that Jesus didn't come up with something brand new. There was not a fresh Rima word that came to him in order to, to combat Satan successfully. He simply relied on what had already been written. I understand I'm in familiar ground this morning, but he said it is written. He went to what God had already moved upon man to write. He moved, he, he, he relied upon what had already been done. Amen. I, I think it seems as though that the Lord has underlined something for me as of late in my effort to get something fresh from God. Many times he will just take me back to something, a past word, something that he has already given, a promise that he has already made. There may be times I'm saying, but yeah, it's a new day, Lord, and I just need a new word. I need a fresh word. And yet I feel God just directing me back to say, go back and read what's already there. Go back and pull what's already there into your life. And so I would say today whether or not that the word that we are looking for is written in ink and page and covered in a leather back. Amen. Are merely God something that God something has that God has spoken to us in, in our lives previously. Amen. I want to hold on to that. I'm just at best looking through a glass darkly. It doesn't all make sense. I can't make heads or tails of it all right now, but I'm just going to hold on in that season of looking through things darkly. In that season where I just can't seem to make sense of all of this, I don't want to throw my hands up and give up on God. He's already given me too much. He's already established too many things in my yesterday for me to give up today or for me to throw in my tomorrow. I'm going to hold on to this even though it's through a glass darkly. Amen. In the dark, very few things are revealed in the dark, that dark side of things, amen, that dark side of the glass, our perspective, our experiences, they all seem jaded through that glass darkly. Our questions, our fears, or our lack of understanding, it's, it's, all, it's all kind of held up through that darkly glass. I, I want you to understand, I'm not, my attempt this morning is not to be negative, not at all, amen. I, I think that we must consider that not only 
just what we can't see. I can't just consider life from my perspective, but I've got to consider life from God's perspective. Many years ago now, a lady that attended the, our church here at that time gave, uh, gave Sister Boyd and I a, um, what do you call it, the tapestry, gave us a tapestry. And uh, it's a beautiful uh, piece of cloth and uh, obviously some, some beautiful things on that side of the cloth. And, and uh, what I'm about to say, many of you have heard countless times, but it was looking at the back side of that tapestry that the Lord really spoke something into my heart. On the back side of that tapestry, there were just bare images. You could barely make out what was on the front side. On the back side of that were loose threads, many dark threads. It just didn't make sense. If you looked at life only from this side, if you looked at the tapestry only from this side, it was if you could turn it around, if you could turn it around, that's where it made sense. We are on this side of life. God is working on a tapestry of our entire lives. Amen. He's working on it from above, and sometimes all we can see is through a glass darkly. Now, because I had seen the front of this tapestry, some of the images made a little more sense from the backside. But when you haven't been able to see and understand where God has taken you or what he's taken you through, it just seems like those dark threads, it just seems like those dark threads are unnecessary. But what I noticed in this particular tapestry that was given to us was there were many dark threads. And then I read something a few years after that that was interesting to me because of that illustration and it said that it's the dark threads of life that are woven into our lives that help the brighter threads to stand out. And sometimes, and even right now, there are families in this church that have gone through some very dark seasons that simply make no sense. We look at it from where we stand and we say, I just don't get this. It's because we're looking at best through a glass darkly. And God uses the dark threads to bring highlight and contrast to the things because verse 12 says now face to face amen but then rather face to face now I say glass darkly but then face to face can you imagine to be able to understand that there would be a time and a day and it may not even be on this earth but a time and a day when it will all make sense amen then face to face right now it's shrouded right now it is jaded but there's coming a day when God is going to be able to let us understand some of the things that we have walked through. Amen. I, I, I'm speaking to people today. I realize that there are still unanswered questions about some things in my life, but there have been many occasions when I got through the valley, when I got through the trial, I looked back and I could see the beautiful thing that God was working on. And it was at that moment I was so thankful that I didn't cash it in, that I didn't throw up my hands, that I didn't, that I didn't charge God foolishly, as the scripture talks about of Job not doing that. I was so thankful that somehow God sustained me. Amen, he's, he's a good God. He has helped us and he will continue to help us. Aren't you thankful for his presence today? Amen, let's stand. Can we do that? God bless you this morning. Thank you, Brother Chris Osborne, for the word of the Lord. Amen. Our singers and musicians who have just ushered us into the presence of the Lord, we thank you for your dedication and your commitment. Amen. Let's pray for our outreach ministries today and 
Certainly pray for the daughter working in uh, Madison. And if you should ever feel inclined to go and support them in their three o'clock service, please do so. Amen. Let's pray and ask God to just touch the efforts of our hands. They're just frail efforts at best. But if God can touch them, then much can come from them. Amen. Lord, I love you today and I thank you for the precious gift of this day. A gift that you have given us, Lord. This message has been brought to you today by the media ministry of Hatchbend Apostolic Church. We pray that it's ministered to you in some way, and we'd like to take this opportunity to invite you to join us in service here at Hatchbend Apostolic. Our Sunday services begin at 10 a.m. and our Wednesday night service at 7.30 p.m. For any more information or to speak with our ministry staff, please feel free to call our church office at 386-935-2806, or you can visit the contact link here on our website. Again, thank you for listening, and we pray God's richest blessings on you and your family.